And it looks like we are there. All right. Good morning, Sheila. How are you good today? Morning. Wayne, I'm very good. How are you today? Excellent. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners. And welcome to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. <laughs> and today we are talking about forgive. And we are here talking about skills for those who are going into any kind of relationship or professional setting where we talk about the skills that have been learned, forgotten, and or totally abandoned. <laughs> and forgive is up on the tablet today. Sheila, why forgive? What are we doing today? You know, forgive is, uh, first of all, I can tell you, it is not letting someone off for bad behavior. Um, it is extending mercy to someone who doesn't necessarily uh, um, deserve it. And it has amazing health benefits, excuse me, for the person who's doing the forgiving as well as benefits for everyone around them. So there's a lot to unpack on this particular one. I'm really glad we're doing this today. Excellent. And to learn more about Wayne, you can go to mindsinking.com. That's M-I-N-D-S-Y-N-C-I-N-G.com. And while you're there, hit that little tab, that little button that says, join the What's on Your Mind community. And to send questions for me, you can send it to my email address, wayne at mindsinking.com. And Sheila, how do they get to you? You know, I also welcome any feedback that people have to give. My uh, complicated email address is smcfb99 at yahoo.com. Okay. Now, you said, I like what you said about still holding people accountable. We didn't, we didn't, we, we don't, they're not off the hook, but we certainly right. forgive them. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit more? You know, there are going to be some situations where the individual is not, uh, not in any kind of mood to change their behavior. Um, and so, so forgive really is an act that you take for yourself not to impact the other person directly because their behavior actually has nothing to do with your decision to forgive. It's really a decision and choice on your part um, for your own mental health and life progress and job success and relationship success. I like that. That is excellent. And I've you know what, as we get deeper into the program today, I'm going to talk about an example because you just reminded me of one mm -hmm. of one of my one of my best bosses. I, I always have a lot of those best boss stories. That's but great. I love best boss stories. <laughs> something something that, that he said, and I'll save that for a little bit later if you remind me, okay? I will. All right. Forgive. And I, I'm with you. I like the word forgive. Forgive is such a nice Thing to to really have on your plate uh, one of those tools in your toolbox because forgiving as you said again still holding people accountable but forgiving them because we're all human and we all yes. make mistakes yes yes you know this is just a very small example but sometimes if i'm driving along uh and someone does something in their car that that annoys me which I know, strange to say, does happen occasionally. Um, <laughs> I, I, I say to myself, perhaps their cat died this morning. You know, maybe there are circumstances in their life that have nothing to do with me. Um, and so why should I spend my time and energy holding a grudge when, uh, when who knows what's going on in the other person's life? And, I, and in researching this topic, I learned that is one of the steps in being able to forgive someone. And that is in some measure having empathy, not for their action, but for their, their circumstances. Ooh, I like that word empathy. Nice one. Absolutely. What, what exactly does empathy mean? 
what do you, what, that's a trick question, Wayne. What's, what's, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts about empathy? Well, empathizing with someone, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, 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 as you said, putting yourself in their position mm -hmm. and seeing maybe from their perspective what's going on or what happened, or as you said, if some catastrophe happened to them this morning before they got into their automobile and started driving, and maybe they're, maybe they are thinking or not thinking and not concentrating on driving, and you can empathize with that. You can say, I've been in that situation too. I, 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 I understand how it feels. <laughs> is, is, is that what you meant? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, great, good. Well, so here's a question about, about um, forgive. How do you know when there's a problem? How do you know when you have to address that topic? Well, great question. And whether it's gonna be in a personal setting or a professional setting or in a relationship, again, it's um, going back to some of the topics we've had in prior episodes. Mm -hmm. being, in, being involved, if you're involved, you are, you've got your finger on the pulse of the organization, you've got your, you've got your arms wrapped around the relationship that you're in with, some, with your significant other. If you're involved with them, you know when something yeah. has gone awry. <laughs> At least you should know. If you if you don't, then maybe you shouldn't be there. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. But but if you're involved, you should know. And and there's going to be, as I said, we all make, make mistakes. We make big mistakes. We make little mistakes. Hopefully, we don't make too many big mistakes one time after the other in succession. <laughs> and, and hopefully, we learn from our mistakes so we don't keep repeating the same mistake <laughs> over and over and over. Exactly. Right. History is a great lesson, isn't it? it and if you pay attention, yes. <laughs> if we pay attention. So, it, so doing that in those relationships, we should already know if something has gone awry. And if it's your fault, if it's my fault, we should be the first person to step up to the plate and go, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I will do something different. Or you know, I would go, go ahead. ahead. Well, go I was going to say, I hear humility in that too, which is a really great quality, and not everybody can embrace that easily. Uh, okay. Now, you, you took me, you hit me right between the eyes, and I've got to come up with, this, with the story of my best boss here. Oh, good. Okay. And actually, this is also in our book. Jennifer Milius and I wrote a book, as you well know, called You Know It's a Verb, right? And in that book, we talk about forgiveness. And I had a story that I will elaborate just a little bit more here than I did in the book. Every day, the, I, I worked for the CEO. I was like his number, number two guy, COO, chief operating officer. So every day we would sit down twice a day, at least twice a day, um, at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day and sometimes in between. But at the beginning of the day, we went through the list of things that he made sure that we knew we were going to do today, but we did that yesterday. Um, so every morning we would come in very early and go through the list. We have to do this, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, I gotta check on that, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. At the end of the day, we would go through that list and other lists that came up in between and say, okay, we did this, we did this, we did this, oh, we, we need to follow up on this one, we need to follow up on this one, we need to follow up on that. Are you, are you with me so far? Yes. Okay, this one particular day, he brought one of the directors into his office and <laughs> he's, he's a great guy. He, um, he, my boss is a great guy. And so was the director. 
But my boss came over because my office was right next door to his. And we had an adjoining door. Mm. And so every time it was going to be something bad going on in his office, he would come and smile at me and close the door. Ah. <laughs> and this morning was one of those, this was one of those days. And he came in, he smiled at me and he closed the door. And oh my goodness, the cacophony of sounds that came from the other side of that door after he closed that door was just mind boggling. And I was saying, saying to myself, I am so glad that I am not in that room. <laughs> And I'm even more glad that I'm not in that room on the other end of that conversation, listening to this cacophony of sound that's coming from this, this great guy. <laughs> and then he'd come back and open the door and he'd smile at me and he'd go, I guess you heard that, right? You go, well, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's not much that can't be missed with the crack under the door there. So anyway, at the end of the day, we went through the list of things we had done, things we needed to do, things we're going to do tomorrow. At the end of that conversation, he said, oh, yeah, there's one other thing. And I said, what's that? And he said, tell me tomorrow. Remind me that I'm mad at Jim. You <laughs> <laughs> can't even forget it overnight. <laughs> and, and I thought, as I'm writing it down, remind him tomorrow that he's mad at Jim. And I said, Oh my goodness, he has already let this go. Mm. He has already forgave Jim um, because, and, and now I, I heard that the conversation because Jim had re recommendations on how they were already attempting to correct the wrong that was done. Had so Jim had brought those suggestions. Had Jim had brought those. He, he okay. already knew, he already, obviously he knew, see, there was your question. How do you know that something was wrong? Jim already knew that there was something wrong and that he had to come and answer to the boss because of it. He so, already had people working on the recommendations that they had come up with themselves to correct it. And the boss had already let it go. He had already forgotten about it and, and forgave him. And he said, tomorrow, remind me that I'm mad at him. <laughs> so to, to finish the story, yes, okay. to finish the story. So we had the meeting the next morning, like we always do, you know, 5.30, 4.30, whatever time we got to work. And we went through the list. And he said, okay, anything else? I go, oh, yeah, there's one other thing here. You're mad at Jim. And he looked at his administrative assistant. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And he said, Jane, get him on the phone because I'm still mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> And I saw him ramping up and puffing up his chest and getting all flirted because he had to get back into that mode that he was mad at him so that the individual could hear that in his voice. Um, and, you know, it, it wasn't a facade. He was still upset, but because he had forgave him and forgot it, he had to remember, okay, why am I mad at him? Oh, that's right. I'm mad at him because of this. And he really wanted to know what was happening and what was going on. Jim told him what was going on, what was happening, what had already been corrected, and right. how the boss was going to be able to see that. And you know what? The relationship went from there, and it was good. It was absolutely good. So it, I had to bring that story up. I apologize, but it's such a good story. <laughs> well, it is a good story, but I've got a question for you from that, and that is, um, as I was doing some research on the topic of forgiveness, I recognize that sometimes people don't want to forgive because they like sitting in the anger part it gives them energy and and focus and and drive um 
in a, in a way that can ultimately be negative to themselves. But what, what was his, in this way, he was using the anger, frustration, even though he'd forgiven, still as a, a motivational tool almost for Jim. What, what was, was that your perspective of what was going on there? My perspective was that he still wanted the pressure to okay. be as he had left it the day okay. before, gotcha. knowing knowing that Jim was going to be you know, thinking about this all night, all evening. He'd mm. still be at work, you know, working late at work and going home, taking it home and coming back the next day. The boss still wanted him to be at that point where his energies, efforts and focus were definitely laser focused onto that one task because it wasn't important thing that was going on yeah so that, he, that's the accountability part of it that he was still being held accountable even though he was forgiven absolutely gotcha. absolutely gotcha. now the downside of that because there is a downside jim still went those next you know 18 hours thinking the boss was still really mad at him mm-hmm. um but as he came back in gave the gave the tasks that were being accomplished to correct it and the parts that had been corrected. As he went through that, he could see that the boss was sort of, you know, you, you could see the, the, the blood being drained from the boss's head. It's no longer red. It's now okay. back, to, back to normal, you know, things. And so Jim could see that and he said, okay, I'm making positive grounds here. And at the end of the second conversation, the boss goes, okay, good. You know, thank you for doing this. You're, you're on the right track. Thanks a lot. Come back when you're done and let me know how it goes. Okay. As opposed to, I'm going to be over there tomorrow and, or in the next 15 minutes. And, see, and you guys better be working. On it. He didn't do that at all. Because, again, that's going back to micromanaging. Right, and, right. And he, 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 he left it to the team to fix it, get it corrected, and put it on the right track. And as you said, Yes, they were still being held accountable. Everybody's feet were held to the fire. Everybody was laser focused. They got through the task. They did it. And you know what? Things, the, the next task came on. <laughs> the next three, right. four, four right. five tasks came up and they completed those. And there was no ill will on either side. Dude, that's the key, that there's not a lingering resentment. Absolutely. And that's forgiveness because Jim had to forgive himself too. Let's now let's yes. let's talk about forgiveness for our, on ourselves. Yes, we also have to forgive ourselves. You know, that's a, it, it is a full circle. Everyone in the interaction has to has to be forgiven. You're right. So, is it easier to forgive someone else or to forgive yourself? Well, that is a great question. That I'm going to have to pause for yeah. a second just to think about that. So, give me a second. Okay, seconds up. Because <laughs> okay. I can talk while you're thinking. <laughs> no, seconds up. Is it easier to forgive someone else or myself? I I think initially, right off the cuff, I think it's easier for me to forgive someone else. That's my thought. And here's why I say that. I think it's easier for me to forgive someone else because immediately I don't see a flaw in me. I was going to say the same thing. It's so much easier to have the microscope on someone else's behavior. Absolutely. But when I look in the mirror and I go, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, my, my, my past two weeks haven't been stellar. So, okay, I need to forgive myself too. 
and at the same time, so I, I, I think it's easier to forgive someone else, just me personally, yeah. than it is to forgive myself. But when I really think about it, um, it's hard to forgive yourself because, again, we want to be perfect. We want to be excellent. We, I, I told you in the, a couple podcasts ago, I want to be that go-to guy. Mm-hmm. I, I always wanted the ball. If I get the ball, and I'm talking about a football analogy, and I fumbled it, I got to forgive myself because everybody's going to be mad at me anyway. But after, after forgive myself and figure out how I can keep holding the ball and not fumble it the next time. Yep. So you have to examine the whole situation, including, like it or not, your own role in the interaction. Absolutely. I think so. Yes. So one of the things I've been reading about that kind of helps soften that self-examination is that Research has shown, both Mayo Clinic and John Hopkins have done research on this and shown that um, when one forgives, um, you you are, what, let, me re, let, me, let me say this the other way, when you hold a grudge, you are increasing your risk for heart attack, cholesterol issues, lack of sleep, anxiety, just a whole host of physical ailments that just the act of forgiveness and the process of forgiveness can back off some of those negative physical side effects. I taught organizational behavior at Boston University for about 16 years. Mm-hmm. So this is not new news to you. And we, there's always, in, in the book that I use, in the textbook I use, there was always a chapter on stress. Mm-hmm. And it talked about exactly what you just said. We put so much stress on ourselves and stress sores at the end of the day, if we continue to pile them up and pile them up and pile them up and not get rid of them, um, our body starts to shut down. Our, our body starts to break down and we start to get ill and we start to get um, all these, as you said, we, we get these ailments or, or we get these mental kinds of things going on. And um, you, it's like a pressure cooker. You got to have some, you got to have some release. Yeah. If you don't have that release, you're going to implode. Can I just say for the current generation, um, it's like an instant pot. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and forgiving does that. It's it's like the weight of the world goes off your shoulders as you have been forgiven. Now, we all handle forgiveness differently. When I forgive myself, it's not like the weight of the world goes off my shoulders, but at least I can take that deep breath get a more of a positive response and get back into the fight, get back into the fray, get back into making sure that the tasks are being done the way they should be done, could be done, um, and seeking ideas as to how to make it better, as opposed to pinging off the walls and ceiling because I, I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, you're, you're able to um, let go and move forward. Um, and, or n- maybe not let go completely. There's still maybe a little rumination there, but in, in dropping that um, bundle, you can now um, take steps to uh, to move forward. Absolutely. And forgiving, let's look at it in, from another perspective as well. Forgiving is not only just forgiving the act, but just or the person, but it is asking the individuals who were involved to come back and give you some feedback as to how to rectify the situation. Because if we 
point at someone and say it's your fault, that's not forgiving. That's absolutely being putting them on the defense and you're on the offense and you are now accusing that person yes, of doing something. Yes, and it's something. not constructive problem solving. And it's not constructive problem solving. But as you forgive them and you forgive them by saying, okay, we have a problem. We have a problem. Mm-hmm. Not you have a problem. We have a problem. How do we, we how do we engage and get this problem corrected? And I like what you said, you use the words moving forward. How do we move forward from this situation? If I am aggressively pointing my finger at you and say, it's your fault, you did this and we shouldn't do this again and you should never do this again. Um, you haven't moved forward and you're not gonna move forward because you're gonna go back and be mad at me and I then you can, and you're gonna be angry and all that anger, you could, you could spend 12 hours just being angry as opposed to 12 hours working a solution. Right, right. If, I, if I say we have a problem, how do we move forward? How do we rectify the situation? And I'm including you. Um, I, forgiveness helps us move forward in that direction as well. I think, just my personal opinion. No, I think so too. And certainly anyone who's uh, had a week or more of marriage knows that pointing the finger at the other person to solve the problem is not a very effective tool. I still get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> my bride, God love her. Oh my goodness, she is. Oh, she is so forgiving of, of me. And, uh, and and there we go. Yes, but you're right. Hey, you are listening to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. Today we're talking about forgive. And again, this is where we talk about skills that have been learned, forgotten, and or totally abandoned. To contact me, you can contact me at Wayne at mindsinking.com and you can contact Sheila at what, Sheila? (laughs) At smcfb99 at yahoo.com. We do thank you for listening, but we also really are interested in hearing your feedback, your stories about forgiveness or lack thereof uh, with today's topic. So we look forward to hearing from you. That's exactly correct. Okay, now next point of forgiveness. You have do you have another point you want to talk about before yes. I go into mine? Okay. You, no, you go ahead go and start. Ahead. No, ladies first. Chivalry is not dead. All right. So what happens if you can't forgive? You can't let that person off the hook. You you're stuck. What do you do? Ooh, what did you or, come up or with? Or you're afraid even that if you forgive them, you're letting them off the hook. And and what did They're you come up with? It. What did you come up with to answer that question? I think it comes back to you do it for yourself. And they may not even ever be involved in the process. Okay. I like that. And you here's here's a here's a dilemma that a leader sometimes gets himself into. They think if they forgive, they show weakness. Oh yeah. And, and that's where I wanted to go with my next topic part here. Showing weakness. Does forgiveness show weakness? Well, I guess it can, depending on how you do it. But if you forgive the way that you and I have been discussing this morning, not pointing fingers, but asking for recommendations on the solution, what, what have we learned? What have you learned from this? How do we move forward? I, I think that's more of a, more of a polite way of forgiving as opposed to um, just saying, okay, I, I forgive you. I'm sorry. All right, um, let's just start over. That's you know that's showing weakness to and 
some people might think that is showing weakness. And that can be a detriment too, because if, if you are weak and you don't hold people accountable and you don't hold them responsible for the actions of which you have hired them to do or the relationship, if you're in, in a relationship and someone, hey, <laughs> Sheila, have you ever been lied to? Yes. Have you been able to forgive many of those lies? Um, you know, most of the circumstances that the examples I'm thinking of are uh, parent-child relationships. Okay. And so, of course, you forgive your children. When they're little, they just need training. They maybe don't even know necessarily what they're doing. Absolutely. And yes, and, and I was thinking about that the other day, too, that mom is, mom, my mom forgave me for everything I've ever done. Mm. All the big bad things I did, all the little bad things I did, and just being me, she forgave me and she loved me throughout. Mm. In a relationship, I think that's how it should be. In a, in a professional relationship, I think that's how it could be. Now, just because someone makes a huge error... Oh doesn't mean we're going to fire them or just because someone makes a huge faux pas doesn't mean we're going to break up the relationship and walk our separate ways. But what it does mean is if it's important to us to maintain the professional relationship or the personal relationship, then we need to work through that. We need to mm -hmm. work. We need to work those issues out, put everything on the table and figure out how we together as a team or how we together as a couple can move forward from this point on. And I think that is so important. And that shows strength to me as opposed to weakness. You know, one of the other things I like about what you're saying is when you approach it as our problem that we need to take care of, um, you are recognizing that even if one person on the surface looks guilty, it's a dynamic that takes two people and so everyone has some responsibility for both the problem and the solution. As, as a boss, I always, my first questions to myself were, did I provide the individual or the group or the team with the proper training, the proper resources, and the proper vision of what we thought we wanted done, accomplished, or the direction we wanted to go into? Did I give them enough tools to be successful? Mm -hmm. Those are some of my first things. And if I came up with, yes, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we have to work this out. But if I came up with, no, I didn't, um, then it's my fault. And we need to, we can come back together and work through this and get to a more successful um, realization of where, whatever it is that we're doing. But the first question I always asked was, was it me? Is it me? Mm. And Sheila, I hate to tell you this. Is it time? Oh, my goodness. I, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, again, this you are listening to, you have listened to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. And I will let Sheila close this out. Well, again, thank you for listening. And as we always say at the end of our program, it all boils down to relationships and verbs. And so thanks for listening to our verb about forgive today. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you and look forward to talking with you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.